Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I are tackling foreign policy. We discuss the open borders of Monique's marriage, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is named Goodwill Ambassador to the Rhythm Nation, and America gets conquered by British whales. We're rolling in the deep, whatever that means. Good morning. Good morning. Doing okay. What is the what what? I don't know. What did you do yesterday? What did I do yesterday? I went to look for plants yesterday because mm. I felt like my uh, my patio needed a little bit of nature. Little okay. nature. Little, All right. Little natural opulence. A little fern gully. I did need a little fern gully. Unfortunately. We ended up just buying like one small succulent plant and it's sitting right on my coffee table right now. Yeah. I'll show it to you. <laughs> it's very cute. Oh my goodness. Look, it's in a can. It's in a little milk can. What's that, a Goya carnation thing? It's like a Goya uh, black bean adobo can. <laughs> and it's got like three little succulent leaves hanging out of it. I'm taking the initiative. See, it's like it's basically recycling. At its finest, using an old milk can. Saving the world. Saving the world. Captain Planet. Mm-hmm. That's right. Earth! Wind! Wind! Water! <laughs> Wait a minute, weren't they actually going to be doing a Captain Planet movie? Whatever happened to that? Yeah. Who was going to be in that? I think Neil Patrick Harris was going to be like Captain Planet or something. Boo, boo. I'll take Don That's Cheadle. That's what Captain Planet. And, yeah, he basically torpedoed that idea. He was like, damn that. Captain Planet was a black man. Conspiracy. Yeah, well, I don't need a Neil Patrick song and dance musical Captain Planet. Captain Planet I'm not here kind for of a that. song and dance man. He, he, what does that mean? Is, are you, what are you insinuating Nothing. about Captain Planet? He's a booty snatcher. He had a little swish in his step? Is that That's what you're all, saying? He just has something that's a little unclear, I think. Well, but represent. Represent, eco-warrior. Did you ever watch, did you watch that cartoon? I think so, like a long time ago. There were some big Back names in, on that yeah. cartoon. Meg Ryan was the voice of like a doctor something or other. No, with she the, wasn't. She absolutely was. So a bunch of like A-list celebrities were the voices behind yeah. this syndicated cartoon series from I, the 90s. Are you telling me that for real? I feel like I need to look this up now. I think you need to bring up the IMDb on this. Okay, let's investigate. Let's investigate this right now. Denzel Washington, <laughs> Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Played what? She played Wind. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg was Gaia. What? Uh, LeVar Burton was Kwame. Um, <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. was Commander Clash. That makes okay. sense. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, Ed Asner was one of the villains. Jeff Who Goldblum was a villain. What? Meg Ryan was Dr. Blight. Yeah, there were big people on here. Wow. Danny Glover. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm telling you. Robert Guillaume. Shut up. Phil oh, Hartman. Wow, Neil Patrick Harris was in there bringing it full circle. Oh, my These were guest goodness. stars. Yeah. Wait a minute. What was Benson doing on Captain Planet? Let me see. What did he do? He was oh, literally. Oh, it doesn't say unnamed. See, oh, he wasn't he even was... in it for the recognition. He was mysterious. Yeah, this section is all guest stars, though. But I'm telling you. Wow. What a star studded cast. Mm hmm. Well, there you go. Oh, I and mean, get that... this. Get this one. Dion Warwick was Dr. Russell. No way. Yep. Vanna like, White. Do you know the way <laughs> to recycle? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to have to go back and revisit some Captain Planet. So there you go. Wow. Okay. Add it the to more your you know, The more you know. That's a different That's a different thing. Shooting star, rainbow. Okay. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, that was pretty much my day yesterday. I I spent it like in uh, like a big huge plant market, and I was not really successful in getting big huge plants. Just a little old baby plant. Well, plant shopping can be complicated. It's a it's a complex process. What about you? What were you up to? Mm, what did I do yesterday? Oh, you know, I didn't. You know, I was just working on my fitness. Yesterday, oh. I had a little um a little spa day. I got my hair cut. 
Okay, you, know, you got your hair did. You um, went to the spa. Yeah. Now, when you go to the spa, do you get a massage? I like a massage. You, okay, you luxuriate in the hot and cold pools. Never in the cold pool. Never ever. Never in the never in the cold pool. Forget it. I'm Just a tropical creature. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're a bird of paradise. You can't be bothered without those that icy water. Well, that sounds really nice. You know, I need it. I deserve it. It's the holiday you, season. You deserve you deserve it because you know what we hit. Over 1,000 likes on Facebook. That's Yay! right. We did. That's a big deal. Ooh, I'm going to go get my toes did for that. That's how I'll celebrate. That's a big milestone. Yeah. On to That's one right. million. On to one milli, 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 a milli. <laughs> yeah. So you got to celebrate those achievements, you know? You got to treat yourself. So um, here we are again. It's episode 11. Uh, what's no, happening? we're at episode 10. This what? is 10. I, I got ahead of myself. Skipping ahead, which is also a milestone. I jumped into the future. Yeah. So I went excited. to the future. But you know who's gone to the past? Tell me. I feel like People Magazine has gone back to like 2004 with the Sexiest Man Alive thing. They I mean, kind of did. They kind of took it back. I mean, David Beckham for 2015 is the Sexiest Man Alive. I don't know about that. 10 years ago, this would have made sense. Oh, oh, of course. It would have totally, I would have been totally on board but now i'm like oh really david yeah but can we just go down memory lane real quick with people magazine's sexiest men because they're yeah. always questionable their last 10 covers 2014 was chris hemsworth fine okay he's big in thor 2013 adam levine 2012 channing tatum just get set uh-huh. to roll your eyes 2011 bradley cooper 2010 ryan reynolds remember when he was a mm. thing yeah, that's right. He was a thing once. Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. 2008. Hugh Jackman, 2007. Matt Damon. They just get more and more suspect. 2006. Right. George Clooney. Sure. 2005. Matthew McConaughey. It's kind of the staple. 2004. Jude Law. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, their their choices have never really been on point, or never have. They've never really necessarily taken the pulse of the public's, you know, uh, like feelings about like who is the most sassy. Of, yeah. of, of that year, you I know guess what I mean. Maybe I, they're taking the pulse of their their readership. Um, there and also, it's a completely uh, vanilla selection that they give us every single year. Every single I time. Mean, can we get Can we get an Idris Elba on that cover? Can, he, can that happen? They don't introduce any color until you get into like the specialty categories. Idris Elba right. is in there in one of the fringe market. Regions. Right, so it's a, the, those sort of like tokeny honorable mentions that they do in the back after like the subscription card, right? Exactly. Well, after the okay. subscription card, he's like right. sexiest potential minority Bond villain or, or uh. like a Bond person. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Sexiest person, kind of not really in the running for Bond. Yeah, number one, number one choice for Google Magazine. <laughs> I mean, there's so many people of color that could be included in this list that it, it I mean, it, it goes without saying it, it's just ridiculous. Sure. Um, he's definitely, I think on the top of many people's lists, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Come on. Yeah. Like, just get, yeah. get fresh with it. Give me something new. David Beckham. He doesn't even, is he, he's not even playing soccer anymore. What is he doing? He's like the, the hottest Mr. Mom you know, retiree, Mr. Mom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Anyway, I'm not interested. I'm not buying. I'm not picking up that issue. Well, I mean, I guess it's that's the the motivation for putting him on the cover because I guess it, it'll sell covers. Does he sell covers? I don't know. He used to sell anything. underwear. I actually, David Beckham is not the most objectionable sexiest man alive they've had in the last ten years for me. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense for 2015, and his voice is awfully high when he speaks. But and that's always the thing about him, right? That kind of throws you for a loop. You see him, he's smoldering yeah. in all these pictures. He's sexy. And then he tur- he turns the voice on, and it's like, Hello, Chip. This is me, David Beckham. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's kind of a boner killer. <laughs> um, but, yeah. You know, he does actually have uh, an underwear line with H&M. So he is hawking underwear. Is he still is that, doing that's, that? That's what he's doing. Yeah, I think so. Okay, but he's not taking those pictures anymore. He is, I mean, he's always taking, he's always having some sort of photo shoot happening. Yeah. It's funny, um, speaking of random, um, like, celebrity design collaboration collections, mm-hmm. remember 
I know you remember this, but remember when J-Lo and Mark Anthony, they still do actually, but J-Lo and Mark Anthony had lines at Kohl's. Um, <laughs> I don't remember Mark Anthony having anything to do with Kohl's. No, this is this is what's so crazy about it, because J-Lo and Mark Anthony at the time were still together. So Kohl's introduced this sort of like his and hers celebrity uh, like clothing line collection. So she had hers you know, J-Lo or the collection by J-Lo. And for the men, it was the Mark, Mark Anthony collection. And he had like blazers and button up shirts and underwear and shoes at Kohl's. But it's like after, and then subsequently, like three months later, they ended up divorcing. But I guess that the design line was in place and Kohl's still went with this Mark Anthony collection. And I think it still exists. Huh. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I actually, have a long sleeve t-shirt of mark anthony oh my goodness i do i do i have it of course um you're the reason that line stays afloat i'm the you kept them in business i'm the reason why they're thriving it's it's because i bought all those waffle knit t-shirts oh my goodness i do remember when she introduced that line and they did those coles commercials those were really funny because then they had the little flute from uh Jenny from the block in the background. It would be like, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> yeah, and it was like and Jenny in the office, initials. and she's working right. in a cubicle, and she's trying to get past security into the building. Uh, those are the best. Can we look at that right now? Can yeah. we just go back to that? We I should post some of those on the Facebook page. We should really throw those up for people to watch and enjoy. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Well, next, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the the next selection for sexiest man, Mark Anthony. Mark Don't Anthony, pull that out of nowhere. How dare you? I mean, that's the the the, the way that they're going now. I would not. You're be trying surprised. to get People Magazine to go out of business. <laughs> Although people find him sexy, I don't get it. People do find him sexy, like super sexy. Yeah, not for me. Uh, Monique is in the news again, talking about her marriage. She's stop talking about your marriage, woman. I'm, I don't stop care. talking about everything. She's incapable of doing press without stirring up controversy. I mean, verbal diarrhea all the way, every so, single time. I apparently she's back in the press and she's talking about her husband and their marriage and how she allows her husband a cheat pass. Correct. Correct. Um, what is she promoting, by the way? Anything. I, you tell me. I don't. Didn't she have a movie out, like an independent movie that she produced and put on, like you know, she filmed and you know, shot it on an iPhone or something? Something like that. I don't know what it is, but of course, whatever the project is, it's always secondary to whatever nonsense she's spewing on television. Right. So go ahead. She's so she's talking to the press again about her marriage, about her saying, open marriage, and she said the relationship is real, real. See, we've been taught to have ownership, and that's the Western way to do it. I'm not sure where you originate from, but I originate from this place called Africa. And what I know of African kings, tell me about one of them just had one wife. Do you know any of them? Right. I don't. Right. (laughs) That's where I originate from. So when we came here, we adopted other people's ways. And that's called ownership. Well, there was a time I was owned before. I don't want to be owned anymore. I want to love you so much. I just don't want to be taken from any by anyone else. But I don't want to have ownership over anyone. We've been there before. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah, there you have it. I mean, you know, this is not like color me shocked, not. I mean, this is the same woman who basically went on strike with her lady Gillette Razor and walked around during the Oscars with Yeah, this is part uh, of her Oscar campaign. situation, right? She's like, <laughs> the, and it worked. I mean, she did win, but she's like, this right. is how I'm going to do it. She said, I'm not going like, to do any promo. You want me to go to Cannes, France? Forget it. What do I look now, like, I'm, a slave? Right. I'm not going to go to Cannes, France, unless you put me in first class, and you put my husband in first class. And you and, put checks in our pockets. Exactly, and it's not going to happen if that's not that's not going to be provided. Right. And I remember she was like, what do I care about an Oscar? What can I do with an Oscar? You can't eat an Oscar. And I was like, Monique, why did you say that? She said, you can't eat an Oscar. And like, if anybody can eat an Oscar, is Monique. Well, well, and then Oscar Mayer came calling and they offered her a hot dog commercial. (laughs) Is that what happened? (laughs) Maybe that's where she's been. 
Maybe been that's what she's blackballed she's and butterballed ever since. That's right. Well, and then what was the whole thing with her and Lee Daniels? Because then they kind of have been, they had been going back and forth. I think this was a couple of months ago. Right. And she was saying that that's how she got blackballed was because she refused to do any of this press and blah, blah. And then she was like, I was the original cookie. Yeah. which And I was supposed to be in the butler. Which is absurd. And I'm actually Medea. Yeah, like she went and just was. She was supposed to be the butler on Empire, I think, is what she meant to say. (laughs) She was up for that role, and then people found out she was difficult to work with. And then they just said, "Absolutely not." Yeah, they said, "No thanks, Monique." Oh, Monique. Well, she was great on the Parkers. She was great on the Parkers. Her and little Countess Mm -hmm. Vaughn. Um, she went on to say in this interview, she was like, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is how to know my place. And sometimes women get offended saying, what do you mean your place? Well, we all have one. Everybody wants to be the chief. Well, I'm not the chief in my household. Their daddy is. So that's, she's learned to take a backseat at home, but not in her career. You know, she's basically campaigning, um, for the third panel position on that fantasy show that we dreamed up with Raven and Don Lim and call what the hell do you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. She's the next panelist. She's I mean, in all, the running. We, all we need is a fourth person to say some dumb crap and put them on and we'll have, we'll have ourselves a nice little pilot that we can film of all yeah. this chaos and confusion and conundrum that yeah. they're all spewing. Yeah. Well, Monique, good luck with that, that campaign and, and, and your love life and girl. your love life and your marriage. I well, hope it, it all works, works, for her, out. works for her, right? You know? Yeah, if it works for her, I'm not mad. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm not. But angry. just stop talking. You sound crazy. She sounds so crazy. Yeah. Every time I well, see, and the thing is, she's actually she was really good and precious. She was really good in Bessie. Did you see that HBO movie with Queen Latifah? I didn't know. She was actually really good in that. She's surprisingly. I don't know why I say surprisingly. Well, because it is surprising to me. She's surprisingly a very good actress. I think a lot of mm-hmm. times we get into these, like Halle Berry, I question that Oscar. Right. They're like, ooh, do we need to rescind that Oscar? Yeah. Like Jamie Foxx, I question that Oscar. With Monique, I'm like, okay, you you earned this. And you've right. proven that you can do it time and time again. Jennifer Hudson, I question that Oscar. Not with Monique. I just question her media training. Listen, Jennifer is about to get her her Tony Award, so don't you dare question her Oscar. I hope so. Because she has uh, just recently debuted on Broadway in The Color Purple. Mm, Playing the role of Fantasia Barino. She's playing the role of Fantasia. She's always going to be second fiddle to Fantasia Barino. Yeah, I thought that was a really strange choice to go ahead and reboot that that musical so soon after it kind of closed. I mean, it's only been like, I mean, three or four years since it stopped touring, right? And is now she financing it herself? I With her Oprah's Weight Watchers still, money? <laughs> I think Oprah's still the force behind it. But uh, uh, I don't know how it's doing. I mean, I think she's been on, on Broadway for a couple of weeks now. I'm curious to see is how, you know, how ticket sales have been. But she's there. That That's her check for now. I, I don't think anyone else is checking for her in terms of movies and stuff. I haven't seen her. In a flick in a she minute. She only does the straight to videos. Yeah, well, I think the writing was on the wall when she and Terrence Howard did that Winnie mm-hmm. and Nelson biopic that never went anywhere. I no. think it was supposed to be straight to video and then it went straight to the garbage. Like, no one watched that. They shipped it back to Africa. <laughs> they went right back, yeah. Yeah. So I hope um, this is a successful venture for her, though. I while I do question her Oscar, I would really like to see Jennifer Hudson become an EGOT because I think she could at this point. She's already done the hard part. Yeah, but the thing is, is that does like you said, I don't know if her performances necessarily merit that. She's going to have to bring it. I feel like it'd be easier for her to get a Tony. She just yeah. sort of has to play the the long game in Broadway. She just does it long enough. She'll get a Tony for something. She will end up getting a Tony. She probably has a Grammy already. Hmm, Grammys are easy. They give out Grammys. Yeah. You can be on, you get in the right collaboration. If you come to the telecast, they'll give you a Grammy. Exactly. It's part of your gift bag. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, So she's, yeah, this seems like the easiest EGOT sweep ever, though. Yeah. I mean, the Emmy might be tricky. Goldberg, Barbara Streisand, Jennifer Hudson. Right. What? Sure. She's going to be like the first EGOT that doesn't have like the financial success behind having, you know, <laughs> winning all those awards. She's going to be broke 
and she's going to have to hawk all of her awards in, in a second. Yeah, she's going to pull a Tony Braxton. Maybe that's how she gets the rest of her awards. She just buys Tony's auctioned ones. Does Tony that's have a Tony? Does Tony There'll be have a little a Tony? asterisk like, uh, above the T of the EGOT. It's like, yeah. actually, she got these from eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Queen Latifah, because we did talk about her for a second, didn't we? Or did we not? This is like we thought about her transition. We just had a, it was, she had a quick glimmer. But Oh, yeah, we were talking about seen- Bessie. Oh, we were talking about Bessie. Right, right, right. Well, uh, have you seen her in costume for The Wiz and her, her, her of her drag king finest? No, I didn't. But I did see oh. Mary J. Blige as the Wicked Witch. Uh, okay, that's really how I was. I was going to just jump from Queen Latifah straight to Mary J. Blige. <laughs> I was going to um, say Queen La who? She's in The Wiz? And then I was that? like, oh, yeah, she is, of course. Um, so they've made some interesting choices with this costume, do you think? I thought it looked good. Um, you disagree. Well, she she looks like the back of my television and my like my wire setup back there. It's a complete <laughs> jumbled electronic uh, digital mess back there, and there's just like all I don't know. You think it's cool? I mean, I guess it's some kind of matrixy realness, right? Yeah, she does look like Morpheus's nightmare. Now we've yet to see her do any actual. Um, acting in any of these clips it's all what's in the crispy chicken wrap (laughs) we're still waiting for that to happen i hope that there is no mention of chicken uh (laughs) in any in any uh of her scenes in the whiz or it's you know it's curtains for her um i want her next album to be called crispy chicken (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean these costumes give me pause but um and, and and especially hers, but you know we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be airing on Thanksgiving night, right? Is oh that, is yeah, that that's it right. Up? It's coming up. Yeah, it's next week. Oh wow! In my head, it's still like months away, but no, they're going. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope they're getting enough rehearsal time. Then I saw them. I saw a clip of the whole cast performing "Ease On Down the Road" with Neo and Amber Riley and Shanice, who's not the Shanice that I wanted it to be. Right. It's it's the new Shanice. It's not the old Shanice. No. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'll watch it. It's The Wiz. I'm going to be holding my breath through a lot of it, I think. I showed up for Peter Pan. I will watch The Wiz. I can't believe you, you watched that Peter Pan mess. I can't I was believe not I said here that for it. out loud. Yeah, I can't believe. You better back up this tape. <laughs> we'll delete fix that it in omission. post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or delete that omission. Delete that admission. Um, <laughs> and delete that omission. And admission <laughs> while you're at it. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Um, well, you know who got plenty of rehearsal time? Who was Joseph Gordon-Levitt on? Uh, oh, he sure did. He got his lip sync battle. One, two, threes in. Where sure. the hell did that come from? I don't know. He's definitely kind of that actor's actor who's always on. I mean, he he's was on SNL a that's couple my of years ago. Yeah, and that's where it went south for me with that one. That's where I had to make a hard choice and decide that I don't always have to see it for him. Yeah, that was that was that point for me too. I was like, uh oh, he's one of those little he was one of those children. Yeah. Like, look at me, it's look like at a, me. I, I'm mm-hmm. a singer, I'm a song, I'm a dance, and I'm gonna do this and tap Doing and flips. Spin. I'm gonna make you laugh, make you laugh, make you laugh. And I was like, click. Yep, I turned it off. Cancel my cable. He's like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. But now he's back in your good graces with his Janet number. He kinda Yeah. He kind of won me back over with this. Um, he performed Rhythm Nation on Lip Sync Battle in full like geisha makeup, first of all, but also mm-hmm. like in Rhythm Nation regalia, black cap with a phony pony. Now, you know, a lot of our listeners were like, hold up, black what? They thought you were going to say blackface and it was it was going to be a, a, a done deal for Joseph. But luckily, he did not don any blackface. He did not do any blackface. He did not do that. No, he actually, I think he went whiteface. He went like China doll. He really did. He really did. Well, <laughs> he, 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 he was up. trying to make, he was trying to make it very clear to every audience member out there. He was like, I'm going to go complete opposite of blackface, just so you know. Yeah, I'm not about to make that me. mistake. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was basically he put he had like corpse makeup on. He did, and I mm-hmm. love that when you there's sort of like this tight close up of his face when they're doing the opening voiceover to Rhythm Nation, and his head is down, the lighting is dramatic, he's backlit, so you can't see his face, and then you don't he, know who's performing. You don't know what's happening, and then he lifts right. his fade out face up, and there's a spotlight on his face, and it looks like a ghost. It looks it like Janet Jackson with Michael's face. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it, it, he was giving some sort of like Walking Dead Jackson realness there. But you know that light came on, the, that music came up, and he got down with that choreography. He really did. Shocking. I, but is it shocking? I guess. I guess he's the actor that goes extra. He probably no, yeah, he, went full method for like a week. Oh yeah, he's committed with the capital C. He's like everyone, call me Janet. He only right. responds to Janet. Yeah. Um, I guess he and Anthony Mackie were on the show because they're, uh, they're promoting their new, their, their new movie the night before. I'm not going to see it. You're not interested. No, I'm not interested in math and Anthony Mackie projects ever. Just like uh, I wasn't yeah. interested in his too legit to quit performance. Uh, you know what? Spandex be damned. I just realized something. He is the fourth panelist of our show. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Uh-huh. So we've got. I mean, these are. This is. This does make a perfect, perfect panel. I mean, I would watch this and get real. I would just hate watch this. Anthony Mackie, Raven Monique, Simone, Raven Simone, and Don Lemon. If they talked about Anything. daily current events, they should just get. A, they should get their own show on Fox News. That would oh, be great. That'd be great. I would. I would hate watch that with you. All and we the would time. talk about it here every week. So you're not. You, you don't really care about night before. I, I don't know. I was kind of. I mean, it might be kind of fun. It's like it's like a Christmas movie hybrid Judd Apatow situation, right? Is it a Judd Apatow situation? Let me look up the synopsis for everybody. Hold on a minute. Because I might be otherwise uh, persuaded to see it. I liked Neighbors, so I I am not fully against Seth Rogen in the way that like Judd Apatow irks me and like uh, Jonah Hill gets under my skin. According to my Google, um, here's the synopsis of the night before. For the last 10 years, lifelong buddies, Ethan, who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Isaac, played by Seth Rogen, and Chris, Anthony Mackie, have gathered on Christmas Eve to celebrate the holidays with a bang. As Isaac prepares to become a first-time father, the friends realize that their annual tradition is coming to a sad end. To make it as memorable as possible, they plan a night of debauchery and hilarity by searching for the Nutcracker Ball. The Holy Grail of Christmas parties in New York. Hmm. 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 Hard hmm. Yeah, hard hmm. You know what? What else is in the movie? Exactly. I mean, it's got to be better than the interview. It's got to be better than the interview. And honestly, this i mean, this is the season for all like the big Oscar contending movies to come out. And frankly, I'm not really, I, nothing, I'm not checking for anything right now. So, yeah. Why not? I mean, this is low stakes. I'll go see it. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like we said, turned a corner when he went on SNL, and it became clear that he was like the male version of Anne Hathaway. It was kind Mm -hmm. of his Anne Hathaway Oscar moment. And so ever since then, for me, he's been Man Hathaway. But this seems like a a low stakes thing. Why not? Yeah, so, I mean, we can can check it out. Maybe he'll he'll prove himself to you again. Yeah, maybe. He's earned Mm -hmm. a lot of points with that Rhythm Nation number. He, yep. I think that Adele should have her own variety series. She should have her own prank show. She definitely should. That would be fun. I would prefer to watch an Adele variety show over like Neil Patrick over Harris's. Neil best Patrick weekend. Harris any day. I well, okay in my in my dreams. I would just like to invite Adele over and watch like trashy reality series with because she's that girl. She's that 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 girl. Yeah, she's great. Have you ever heard her speak? Like, not when she's yeah. singing. She's an around the way girl. I love it. Yeah, she I mean, sounds she, like a you... total Ducktales. She has oh, yeah, the she... most crazy, cartoony, like squawking, kind of like a drunk sailor voice. Right. She's great. She gives you smooth, buttery vocals on nineteen twenty-one and twenty-five. But when you're just talking to her in real life, it's like out of out of some sort of you know, like. Disney, uh, what is that Newsies sort of film? Yeah, exactly. Like hardcore Cockney <laughs> accent, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's so down and so cool. And after seeing this prank that she she played on these women on this BBC uh, series, I think that she should get her own varieties. 
hour. It, yeah. It would, it, it would clear kind of that like she likes a disguise to like, you know, the old Judy Garland show and it would be awesome. It would be amazing. I would sign up. I would watch that show. Hmm. A whole series or just a special? Uh, I think it could start off as a special. Like a holiday special. A holiday special, but I could get like a quarterly dose of like a Dell variety hour. I, could, I, would, I would sign up for that for mm-hmm. sure. 100%. Yeah. Well, she doesn't need to be doing any extra side projects at, at this point because... Oh, she's getting paid. She's about to get paid. Yeah. Well, number one, she declared that she's not allowing... 25 to be available for any streaming service so no spotify no apple streaming music you have to go out and buy that album i mean which is kind of a play out of the taylor swift playbook didn't she rip her thing from spotify it's yeah she 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 pulled out of spotify and then she wrote a long letter about it and you know blah blah whoopie whoop whoop but I'm here for Adele pulling it off the streaming services. Make that money. I mean, I think she deserves it. She is a deserving person when it comes to to making that money for her music. Because, I mean, she's great. Yeah, she's she great. great. Such an unassuming, like, megastar. Yeah, so modest. I'm ready. I, I want to give it to her. You know, I'm, I'm going to give her all my money. Her album is on, on pace to be, like, the biggest first week selling album ever. Yeah, it's about to knock in sync out of that number one position for yeah highest selling album in the first week which is she's, crazy because they're saying that she's going to sell like two million albums 2.5 well um, there you go although uh, let me be let me be really real i have not taken my coins out and bought the album yet, me neither so i haven't there'll be, no, <laughs> there'll be no review of the adele until we can get uh some sort of streamation right right i really think like everyone's just so ready to cry and listen to her album this they weekend. really are why like, is everyone trying to get tearful down. during the holiday season? Right, everyone's just gone and yeah, take a take a take a break, lighten up a little bit, people. Lighten and, but up. everyone's like, I'm I'm sitting in a dark corner in my house and I'm I'm gonna put the album on hello and just cry. No, yeah, not me. No smile, way. Smile for a minute. It's okay. It gets better. Exactly. Do you think they're? Gonna, I hope there's some upbeat numbers. Are, but wait, is that kind of an oxymoron? Are there any? Upbeat Adele. You know, I got to tell you, and part of the reason I haven't gotten 25 yet is because none of the songs I've heard have had any sort of like upbeat snap. When right, I think you don't of Adele, drive yourself off the side of the road. I don't. Like, There's like rumor has it was fun, and I'm still kind of mad that she never like partnered with Rumor Willis to do like a web series where Rumor Willis is like it's like a prank show for Rumor Willis, and the theme song right. is Rumor Has It, where she steals things from people. She's just like a kleptomaniac. Well, you know, Rumor Willis is really mad, and and that reality show is probably on the back burner because they've been trying to get the rights to using the using Rumor Has It as like the title sequence or for her reality show. I bet you Rumor Willis has already filmed this series, and that's the reason why it's just been shelved because just they can't get the rights. Stalled to out. Rumor Has It. That's right? probably true. She won't. She won't let you stream her album. She's not going to give it up to Rumor Willis. Well, speaking of other Broadway people, she's on Broadway too, isn't she? Isn't she? Yeah, she's in Chicago, on Broadway? I think. Wow, and with Nene, oh, with Nene, is Nene still doing Chicago? She's playing Big Mama Morton. Oh, did you just say Shaka? Shaka <laughs> like in the first five minutes of the show, they did not even let her dance. He <laughs> just looked at her and said, "You're not going to make it." Bye bye. It was like an automatic elimination. Oh, no, but um, so. Yeah, Nini is on Broadway as well. Huh. Yeah, this What's is the this is the iteration Broadway? of Chicago to skip. Yeah, that's the one you don't want to see. You should yeah, just mosey right on down the road and go see her father Bruce Willis in Misery because he's in Misery with Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Did you know that? Are you standing in front of a Take ETS stand? No, right, I'm right here. <laughs> like, how do you let's, know? Let's just Whatever. go see the Lion King. Let's just go. Yeah, let's screw it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. No one else matters. Like, like right. yeah. I'm not interested in any Can of this. Can Jennifer Hudson be in the Lion King? <laughs> you know, let's just go and see it. I'm done. I don't care about these other people on Broadway thirsting for ticket sales. Oh, one other interesting thing about Adele that I just heard. Did you yes. hear that she credits Sarah Palin for her massive U.S. success? What? Why? Yeah. She, I guess, in the same special where she pulled the prank and put on the costume and, and tricked all of those um, impersonator, like imposter Adele's auditioning. Um, she said that she thanked Sarah Palin for her huge U.S. success 
because um, when she was supposed to perform on SNL for her, I think her last album, or mm-hmm. maybe it was the one before it, I can't remember which year it was. Um, she was supposed Sarah Palin was supposed to go on the week after. Remember when Tina Fey was doing all those Sarah Palin impersonations? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, something happened scheduling wise. So Sarah Palin ended up being on the same show that Adele was on, and it became like one of the highest rated S- uh, episodes of SNL ever. Wow. Um, and that was the one she was performing on. So she thanked Sarah Palin this week for bringing people's attention to her. And then Sarah Palin, of course, never won to miss like a media opportunity, penned this effusive thank you letter to, to Adele using like all of her songs, this little like catchphrases. Oh, she was like, hello. Yeah. I can see you from Alaska. <laughs> Basically, Sarah Palin wrote, um, Adele, you look so great, so beautiful. So, rumor has it, you recently threw me some credit for your amazing success. Very kind from someone like Wait, you. Wait, hold on a minute. I need, I need you to do your best Sarah Palin. I can't do a Sarah Palin. Would I look like Tina Fey? You this is my best it. Sarah Palin. In that, in that light, you're giving me some pay realness. <laughs> Go ahead. What does she say? She her, said, her? congrats on motherhood. Keep setting fire to the rain, which is not an expression. <laughs> which is not a real expression. No. Damn it, Adele. Damn it. Well, that'll be interesting, too, once I do somehow obtain the album, is to try to, try to you know, grab the more outrageous lyrics that she comes up with. Yeah. I mean, setting fire to the rain. What? What's some more of her other chasing her pavements? Ballad? Chasing pavements. Yeah. What is she going to give us now? What's next? Who knows? It's going to be full of peekaboo hoots, though, because that's her vocal style. You know, speaking of someone who will be available for a panelist position is our friend Tyra. She yeah. done up and left that show, The Fab Life, that she was the executive producer, creative, and star of. She, surprise, she, she's she a professional like, quitter. She is. She dismisses herself. She takes herself out of the running for everything. She's always out of the running to be America's next top talk show host. And At she was supposed to be minted Oprah's prede- uh, predecessor. Oprah's successor. successor. Yeah, she should have. But, but she quit her other talk show the same, like the same week Oprah announced she was retiring. She was like, well, I quit too. Which didn't yeah, make any I'm sense. I'm done as well. I'm going to the Legends Ball. See you later, people. Bye, suckers. Mm -mm. So what happened now? Well, I guess the rumor is that... Well, the show has been struggling in the ratings, but apparently they were supposed to... She she had an agreement with the producers that they were going to promote her cosmetic line um, on the show, but they didn't really do that. And so she had this big falling out with the producers uh, and decided that she was going to leave. She said that she'd felt double-crossed. Right. I'm, I'm really angry at Tyler. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? Well, okay. So she really wanted them to, to push this beauty, this beauty line of hers. But my question is, what, what does her beauty line entail, really? So it basically, it's just a toothbrush and some brown gel. Uh, yeah, is I that, think that's that the it? extent of it. For, for her baby hairs? Yeah. That's and, all you get. <laughs> that's it yeah you get like a, it's more like an old used toothbrush with like the bristles like all brown from the brown gel like yeah i did it i've been using this already to you know to make sure it works uh-huh. it's just her old <laughs> toothbrushes well yeah i think this is just her attempt to save face before the show gets the axe and she just wants to jump ship before you know before the whole thing goes under right this is this is brilliant i, I guess, mean, I guess so. I mean, the writing's kind of been on the wall for the show. I mean, the ratings have not been that great. I, I've seen like maybe 15 or 20 minutes of it, and it's always sort of been a snooze fest. So this is her just being like, peace out, y'all. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Yeah. Maybe she just didn't want to sit next to Chrissy Teigen anymore, which I could understand. If that had been her reason, I'd have been like, you know what, Tyra, I support you. You're like, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Chrissy Teigen's not crying over this because apparently she's, she's, you know, got the success of this uh, lip sync battle show. So she's yeah. just going to mosey right on over to say, and she's got a baby on the way and she's going to have those John legend, like royalty checks coming in. Right. So she's not worried either. Although, you know what? She's not stressed uh, or pressed between. Yeah. Her baby hairs are in place <laughs> um, uh, between the two that I, I felt like she, maybe there was sort of a, Maybe Tyra was somewhat intimidated by Chrissy because Chrissy is kind of more of the, you know, quote unquote personality of that show. 
Do you yeah. think that was it? Maybe, maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure that. that was it because Chrissy is a lot of personality, and Tyra doesn't like to be upstage. Tyra yeah. likes to be the biggest personality in the room. Right. Like if she's not, if people aren't, you know, marveling at her fear of dolphins, then she's not. She's not here to be on your show. Which, and she knew that going in. Why would she sign up for a panel show? I don't know, because I, I think that like she couldn't deal with the pressure of carrying a show by herself. Maybe, or maybe she just uh, was like a moment of megalomania where she thought she was going to be Barbara Walters and just be revered by mm-hmm. guests and co-panelists alike. Yeah. But oh um, well. She said in a statement, "This is a very difficult decision, but but necessary. I will be devoting more time to my new growing cosmetics company, Tyra Beauty. So go out Ugh. and get that, which is expanding faster than anticipated. That's a lie, as well as overseeing my company's other entertainment ventures, of which mm-hmm. there are none. There are none. So Top Model. I guess we'll see up. her on Cycle Twenty Three of Top Model. Yeah, hitting your Roku boxes." In 2016. I kind of secretly think that's what's happening. Is she's just going to take Top Model to a different like distributor. Yeah. She's going to be like, gotcha, guys. That was just a, that was a joke. I make more money on Crackle. Yeah. So peace out, Fab Life. Deuces. I guess she's going to stay on as executive producer through the end of the year, but you won't see her co-hosting anymore. Yeah. She will not be there. She will not be on your tubes, people. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well, that's fine. Um, I guess. Well, speaking of other um, morning talk shows, Nini was all um, all a, a fluster because she felt like she was being ganged up on by the ladies of the View last yeah, week. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't she know. Went I guess on the View, I guess, to promote the fact that she is in Chicago and that she's mm-hmm. very rich, and <laughs> I guess she felt. That they dogpiled on Nini. Well, Joy asked to see the receipts of her riches, and and and, and Nini was not really uh, there to basically provide them with any kind of proof of her riches. Yeah, I guess she, she showed uh, some photos of her new mansion in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and the ladies kind of dragged her because there was no furniture in any of the photos. Yeah, that was really funny. She's like, I just moved in. As she basically was telling everybody about how she'd moved into this beautiful new mansion and was huge. And Whoopi was like, Nene, where's your furniture? <laughs> right. And Joy was like, so what? Who cares? There's no furniture. And Nene was like, well, it's because of like we need to take security precautions and I'm not going to show you my furniture. As if like if we saw a photo of your ottoman, somehow they would be able to geolocate, you know, your, your address and then right. go and rob you. Blind. Suddenly it would be a taken situation. Right. Yeah. I would, I would watch that taken movie. Yeah. If Nene got kidnapped and Liam Neeson had to rescue her. <laughs> he gets Neeson so pissed was... off, though. He'd be so annoyed with her by the, in the middle of the movie. He's like, I don't take her. Take her. Take her. Keep her. That would be keep the name her. of the movie. <laughs> take her. Keep Starring her. Starring Nene Leakes. That would be it. Uh, that poster would be good. I could see the two of them like running from an explosion hand in hand. Oh, definitely. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, after that, she was like, I just got off the view with a bunch of mean girls. And then she quickly deleted it, though. Right. What do you think that was about? Yeah, Nini doesn't seem to be one to take back anything she said. She's always like, I said what I said. Yeah, I think that was like ABC Brass being like, well, Nini, we know that. Isn't she, because isn't she, uh, she's going to be on something like ABC Game Show with Betty White. Am I, am I dreaming that? Uh, Is that probably. Real? I think it's, it's like a reboot of To Tell the Truth. Wasn't that a game show back in like the 60s or something? Maybe. I guess ABC, yeah, ABC's reviving to tell the truth, and Nini is going to be one of the uh, panelists on the show. Great. Another panel. Yeah. So I'm sure they were like, ah, listen, Nini, you can't go dogging our other like our other big ABC moneymaker. She better not try any of that sass mess with uh, Betty White. Yeah, Betty's not there for it. She's not having it. And she's been in too many Snickers commercials where <laughs> she kicks a lot of butt. Mm-hmm. So I think that she'd be ready for the, the for the Nini throwdown. Well, speaking of Nini, did you see the last uh, latest House Vibes? Yeah, snoozy, kind of like. Mm, I mean, I guess this is just like the opening, so they kind of have to establish some of their storylines. Uh, I guess we got the continuation of what happened between um, Sheree and Kenya, right? And that was very anticlimactic for me. Completely. Uh, yeah. Kenny was like, I didn't start that fight. They're still at Cynthia's eyewear event. Peter is all like pissy and pink in his little uh, blazer. And right, and his Kenny, shades. Yeah. 
meant that Kenya and Marlo shaded him over that video where he was being scandalous. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so basically the argument between uh, Kenya and Sheree comes to a head. And I think that Sheree spills some of her gin and tonic on, on Kenya's shoulder. And then she walks off. She oh, was that what off. happened? I missed that completely. Did you, yeah, it wasn't really, it was you, you didn't, you really missed absolutely nothing. It, it was just such a, it was such a, a, a no, a non-event really. Yeah. It seems um, very unlike the housewives franchise to like, uh, miss the opportunity to say that someone threw a drink at somebody. So right. And really throw down. Yeah. It was, it was totally a non-event, but, um, I guess the, the most important takeaway from the second episode was we finally get the introduction, uh, of Kim Fields into the mix. Right. So Kenya, uh, twirls and sashays her way down to, uh, Kim Fields production studio or her home. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, production studio or her basement. Home. Yeah, or her basement. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Kenya makes her way down there, and 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 she talks to 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 Kim, and she she asks Kim if uh, she'd be interested in uh, directing uh, an episode of Kenya's failed or what? Like I, I'm going to say failed. Well, I, I don't think it's anything yet. Successful. She just hasn't uh, done anything. No, she just shot the pilot, so it's like a presentation. Okay. Okay, so I'll just say failed anyway. Uh, her, her failed life twirls on project, and Kim Fields was like, uh, no. She basically, well, she gave, like, she didn't even use one of her own taglines from uh, Facts of Life. She just said, a, she just gave her a what you talking about, Willis. Yeah. And was like, nope, I'm going to pass on that. Mm-mm. It's yeah, so funny because so Kenya showed up and she's like, you're Hollywood royalty. Hollywood has been so good to us. Direct my project. Right. And Kim was like, mm. And she's like, uh, no. Yeah. And Kim's like, I got enough going on. And then she goes on to explain to us that she's a mother. She's married. She's got two kids. And she's working on KimFields.com where she's going to be selling. Of course, she's selling something. I mean, this is mm-hmm. the only reason why she's going to be on this season. Uh, she's selling maternity wear. And she also is selling a line of coffee and teas and tea accessories. Yeah, it's like what? maternity wear, teas. It's like teak wood candles. It's car insurance. Right. It's a bunch of random stuff. Right. It's a bunch of random little knickknacks and trinkets that mm-hmm. she's going to be pushing on KimFields.com. And, uh, yeah, so that's what that's what she's going to be offering to to the masses to consume that's all she needs she's like i got my kids i got my man i got my career i don't need anything else so yeah that's what kim is going to be doing this season um nothing all nothing all that much uh, other than that happened except for phaedra is parading her man child around and and she did a sip and see to introduce her bro duke to the rest of the gang and that was just another hot mess uh, did I say Phaedra? Yes, you did. Oh, darn it. Why is Phaedra well, on your mind? Why is Phaedra? Oh, because you know why? Apparently, uh, ex, or soon-to-be ex-husband Apollo uh, is, again, being taken down by the feds. And I, I guess they're repossessing his uh, his two motorcycles that Candy have it has in her crypt somewhere. Yeah, why was she stashing Apollo's bikes? She should know better. And then the thing is, is that you went ahead and filmed a scene with your husband sitting on top of one of them. So it's like, there's, there, there, there's the evidence right there. It's right. It's right in your garage candy. Right. So that's how she's going to lose all her money. I mean, Phaedra already owes you what? Another $8,000 apparently. $5,000. Is it (laughs) 5,000? That's what that's. She corrected candy when she said that. She's like, it's five. She was like, back up now. Hold on a minute. First she was um, like, no, I paid Todd. I paid Todd. And candy was like, you owe him $8,000. She goes, no, it was (laughs) $5,000. So you didn't pay Todd, Phaedra. <laughs> just give Todd that donkey, mood, donkey booty production money yeah. so you guys can just kiss and make up, please. Right. So, yeah, that's probably why uh, Phaedra's on my mind. But, yeah, Portia went ahead and did the sip and see and introduced Duke to everybody. And Duke has now finally realized that she's totally crazy and, right. and made a beeline for the, the, the side exit and, like, ran away. Made a beeline for his backpack after that, like, yeah. pom-pom ambush. Yeah, that was just craziness. What is this woman thinking? I mean, I guess they're all just desperate for some sort of storyline. And this this is hers, her her romance with Duke. You gave yeah. him an, an MVP trophy. What? Yeah, like you're my trophy wife. Mm-hmm. After this long, like drawn out 
speech about sometimes in life it's just you and me against the world like she was oh, gonna boy. propose and even his friend was like you know what she's a little extra yeah he's like this? i'm out of here yeah you're 24 yeah oh that was the other thing it was funny her sister was like i've dated 24 year olds before and they cheat and they mess with you know hookers and they do all and they stink and they stank yeah Um, so well you know she's in a bubble yeah she's 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 in a bad way she is in a very bad way well maybe kim can give her some sage advice because that's what kim is going to be this season i think that she's going to be the voice of reason for everybody yeah, until she snaps and goes crazy. Yeah, every supercut we see of Kim Fields is basically her being like, what is wrong with these <laughs> crazy women? <laughs> so maybe Kim could give her a little advice on her next uh, romance slash sip and see situation. Maybe she gets a Fix My Life spinoff for Bravo. Probably. Kim fix it all. She, and she, she's on roller skates. Yeah. Like her, she dons her old Tootie roller skates. And Tootie just, like, takes rolls it. into people's life. Yeah. Tootie takes it. I hope that the Atlanta franchise serves as, will now serve as a kind of Oprah's where they now for um, a lot of other African-American characters that have been on television shows. Like, I I hope that maybe Erica Alexander of Living Single and Cosby Show fame makes a cameo this season. That's really the only person I could think of. Well, there's also her friend, well, you know, Cousin Pam from the Cosby Show. What was Cousin Pam's best friend? Charmaine. Charmaine. We need a Charmaine update for sure. All of them. I would like a Charmaine update. What's she been up to? I don't know. I did see her on something recently. So she's still acting? Is that what you're telling me? Random. Oh, no. I'm thinking of Erica Alexander. I saw Erica Alexander. She ended up, she popped up on an episode of House during one of the last seasons. And I want to oh, say okay. Charmaine well, popped up as an inmate somewhere and like Orange is the New Black. She was an inmate in, on some maybe CBS procedural. She's going to be on Orange is the New Black next season. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. She's, maybe She's replacing Taylor Schilling. Charmaine goes to jail. <laughs> also on Crackle. It's a free series. Oh, man. Yeah. So I hope that, yeah, the Atlanta uh, Housewives now serves as a platform for all these um, actresses from from the '80s and different world stars. So, did you see that uh, that CL video that I sent you? Yes, I did. Well, um, Who's this girl? Or where did she come from? Here for that. So, basically, for people who don't know out there, CL is basically the lead singer of this K-pop band, who's basically like the Destiny's Child of of, of K-pop, called Two Anyone. I like it so um, far. And She's been on kind of like the radar, the pop radar for a long. I mean, her pop career spanned for like ten years in Korea and in in all over Asia, and she's she's a huge, huge deal there. But I, apparently, she's trying to uh, make her foray into American and Western music scene, and uh, she's just released her. I guess this isn't her official single, but it's kind of like a buzz single called hello bitches yeah um and it's uh, accompanied by a really cool music video uh and she in the video she's dancing with the request dance crew um and they basically have they made a name for themselves like about a year ago when they did uh that really cool uh dance video to uh beyonce 7-eleven um so if you haven't seen that start with that video and then make your way over to cl's they actually request dance crew also uh did uh justin bieber's sorry music video so they're popping and shaking in that as well now is Um, cl in her k-pop career is she as explicit as she is in this hello bitches like video no she's taking it to another level so she's giving us like kind of like hard grimy very aggressive um, uh dance moves in this and i'm i'm really here for it i don't know if it will necessarily uh be super successful yeah uh, i don't know i mean american audience but i think that she has i think that she has the best chance to make that transition from like k-pop to uh like western audiences i mean they've tried and tried and tried again i mean i think the last time it was that girls' generation group. Remember that girls' generation? Negative. 
Okay, you didn't even didn't even register, nope. but they were on like David Letterman. Should we play some girl? Let's just let's let's make this our K-pop. This is our K-pop section. segment. This is our K-pop segment, okay. and and let's just go through. So yeah, girls' go. generation. Here we go. Let's listen. I mean, it sounds very like Britney Spears meets Kelly Rowland meets mm-hmm. K-pop. Yeah. Also, Girls' Generation had like has like 15 members, and I think that for American audiences, like just can't keep up. There's too there's too much happening. There's too many people on the stage. Yeah, we could barely handle. So anyway, so CL is from this other group called Twenty One. Like I said, they're kind of like the the Destiny's Child of Korea. I don't know why they they all didn't try or they attempted to cross with the entire group but there i guess can only there, be one. there can only be one beyonce and there can only be one cl and so cl uh is trying to make the transition and, and and forge her own path here in america i think that she has a pretty good chance though i mean from what i've listened to so far i mean she's got an amazing team behind her uh scooter braun again again we talked about him last week with Mr. Who is fancy? Who is fancy? Uh, and Justin Bieber managing, and everyone else is, is managing this uh, her her attempt to to hit it here in America. So. Although Scooter Braun also brought us um, Gangnam Style. Who was that guy? Oh, Psy. Yeah, he brought us Psy. Yep. I mean, well, listen, I know, I know, but who? I did, I did the horsey, the horsey dance. To okay. That, to that, that so you've style, already okay? been supporting K-pop. I have all, I have been a proud supporting member of the K-pop army for for a minute. Yeah. So I, I'm ready for this. I'm super ready for this. Also, Diplo I think is producing a big chunk uh, of her EP, which is titled "Lifted." But anyway, Again, so back Diplo to her, and the Justin Bieber collaboration. I'm sensing that's like right. a whole mafia thing happening. Yeah, it is a whole like Skrillex, Diplo, Bieber mafia thing happening here. Um, so yeah, so she has released this sort of like buzz single and it's called Hello Bitches. Let's give a listen to it, shall we? Yeah. It sounds like a nice little beat, nice yeah, little it's banger. Like it's very like bombastic East meets West kind of style. It reminds me a lot of MIA sort of production and style. Yeah, and it does wise. have some kind of like MIA flavor to it for sure. And strangely enough, you know, MIA just recently released her latest single called Borders. Hmm. Is it any so good? So let's, let's listen to it. Let's give it a listen. Okay. I haven't listened to it yet. Giving me okay, that's giving me a little Michael Jackson. They don't really care about us. Give me, I want that as a mashup. <laughs> it's like kick me, kick me, don't you black out white? Yeah, with a little MIA in the background there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, rap uh, female MCs, uh, you know, given Missy's uh, re re up into uh, the the hip hop world, and now we've got a little CL, now we've got a little MIA. We just have a, a world smorgasbord of female rap stars. I'm here it's for the it. holiday season and the gifts and are I, plenty. They're they're just basically trying to deport Iggy Azalea and uh, <laughs> and her effort to 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 return to uh, to our radios. I think people everybody everybody's done. I, I I don't know if Iggy's gonna make a return. That's fine. That's fine. Nobody's That's fine. mad about that. No one's mad about that. As soon as she went uh, all ham on the pizza delivery guy on Twitter, yep. I was like, that's enough from you. 
-hmm. that's enough. So, uh, yeah, I think we have uh, some uh, worthy candidates for uh, a fancy replacement. And uh, yeah, I'm here for I'm here I'll for that. I'm here all. for some Seattle. Yeah, I'll take it all. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So, what else we got going on? I can't I can't stop talking about the patty pie. I mean, I guess it's sold out everywhere. You're really going to be on a mission to find this patty pie right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 the it is the the tickle me Elmo. The cabbage patch of the culinary world right now. Everyone wants a slice of that patty pie. Yeah, well, you're not going to get it because um, ever since that guy, what's his name, James Wright, James Wright, he sang did about that it. Video, he sang that video and declared Patty Labelle his friend. Well, you know, I hope she gives him a slice of the profits because I mean, She's had not, he not, there's no way. I he's mean, like, get off, get off my stage. Yeah. Forget it. Uh, she, I guess, partnered with Walmart back in September to, to do these pies, and they've been selling sort of okay. But this guy did this video last week or the week before, and ever since, Walmart has not been able to keep them on the shelves. Their vice president of um, the vice president of the bakery in the deli said that the pies have been selling at a rate of one pie per second ever since, and that they can't yeah. keep them on. on so the, the, like, the president of the sliced, sliced meat section came on and was like, "Wow, this is amazing! <laughs> this is out of control. Thanks for all these We've sales. never seen anything like it." Yeah, these pies are selling like hotcakes. Wink, wink. Wink, wink to the camera that wasn't there. Uh -huh. But then yeah. Patty quickly popped up and said, actually, my pies have been selling out from the beginning. So mm -hmm. thanks to James, whoever this guy is, but he's not the reason my pies are selling out now. It's like, she's she, Patty LaBelle in her legendary shade does not want to give anyone credit where it's due. She is not going to give anybody that spotlight. She's going to kick her shoes off and sing over the rainbow until the cows come home. Right. And, well, and yeah. Listen, I think that, yeah, James Wright definitely deserves props. He deserves like a lifetime supply of these pies and a 10% uh, finder's fee. Well, I don't know if he because... needs any more than pies. In that video, he said that he bought five pies. I think he's done with the pies. Give him something else. Just give him a Walmart gift card. You leave James alone. He's got a great, he's got a great baritone, though. It was that a baritone? That. That looked that like a alto. slick alto. Yeah, that was a high alto, mm -hmm. especially when he tried that first bite of pie. That altissimo. That was whistle he said, register. Patty. <laughs> yeah, he really <laughs> and like my screen almost broke, like cracked. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, I'm still trying to get a patty pie, but the thing is, is that hasn't she come up like? Well, basically, Patty is saying that this is a different pie from the pie that she has in her like Cooking with Patty cookbook. Although oh, no. I'm giving a hard side eye to that. I think it's probably just a little extra nutmeg on top. Do you think and, so? And it's well what I mean, what could what could be the secret ingredient that differentiates this patty pie from the pie that's in her cookbook? Plastic. Really? <laughs> I think that's what it is. A little extra like <laughs> plastic in there, some Gore-Tex. An acrylic patty nail is up in there. That's what it Probably is. Got mixed into the batter. Whoops. Mm -hmm. A protective glaze that keeps this it. This thing has some texture. Preserved on the shelves for several months. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some chemical compound in there that differentiates it from the one she made in Patty's Kitchen. Mm hmm. Well, I'm still going to be on the hunt for my patty pie this Thanksgiving season. Hopefully, I, I can get a slice, and I'll report back to everyone with how it tastes. I think if you go to the right, like white hipster neighborhood, I don't think they'll be checking for Patty Labelle's pies. Well, let's talk about this because I feel like there is a little bit of a microaggression in in society when it comes to talking about sweet potato pie. I love a sweet potato pie. Me I too. love a sweet potato pie. It's Give delicious. It to me immediately. Although but I will we'll... say this. Yeah. Um, for me, a sweet potato pie and a pumpkin pie mm -hmm. are nearly indistinguishable. Well, that's true. That is all fine. And that's okay. But when you bring up sweet potato pie in certain circles, there are a lot of people who give you a hard stank face and a side <laughs> eye, and they're like, what are you talking about? Sweet potato pie, that's the most ridiculous, disgusting thing ever, and it stinks. But <laughs> it's just this, and like, they're like, oh, you should, like, uh, sweet potato pie, okay, I can do a pumpkin pie, but a sweet potato pie? Like, it's the, the, the most crazy, shocking thing to some people. Like, they have never heard of a sweet potato, like using a sweet potato to make a pie, like it's like crazy. Right. But you say pumpkin pie, and they're like, "Yes, oh, please, yeah. I'll have that. Mm -hmm. sure. I'll have it in a latte." But sweet potato pie, like that, that's something so ridiculous. Can it's you imagine like a sweet potato latte? Oh, 
<laughs> people would lose their mind. But Patty should make if Patty was smart, she'd go ahead and partner with Starbucks and make a sweet potato Patty latte. I would like someone to open up a chain of um, urban centric like black coffee shops. <laughs> I'd be up for that. And instead Patty of spicy be- pumpkin lattes every year, we would have a spicy sweet potato latte. Sweet potato latte. Let's. You know what? Let's go ahead and go into the laboratory and 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 devise this this formula for sweet Let's potato latte. Let's get that started. That's what we and can we work can, on. You know what? We'll just put it in Magic Johnson's uh, franchise of Starbucks's. Yeah. So you can only get it in Uptown, mm-hmm. and you can only get it in Crenshaw. Let's get this business plan together so we can get Let's it into get Magic Johnson's. Um, our Christmas stocking in time. For I bet you EJ holiday. is a listener of our show. I EJ, EJ, can you do us. us a favor? Let's go. Let's let's make this sweet potato latte. We happen. have a proposal. We do. We're ready. Here is our here is our request. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do it. <laughs> EJ, we saw your video about Patty's sweet potato pies. <laughs> you know what? I'm hanging up this phone. We leave EJ alone too. You are not once a fat shame. <laughs> no shame. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. Anyway. All right. I think that was. You have been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. There's no show next week. Jacob and I are taking the week to get fat off of patty pies. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you in two weeks.